Good morning, everybody. Uh, happy Thursday to you. It's 10 o'clock. I'm Tim Harris. Uh, it means it's time for Tim with Tim. I can't believe it. I'm so mad. I have got the same throat crud that I thought I got rid of last week. Um, I preached last night, Wednesday night. I didn't have any trouble, but then after that, man, it just all came back. That drainage came back. So, oh my goodness. I can't complain. I know everybody in Warren County is sick. I know this because I shook all their hands on Christmas Eve. So I'm sure that's part of my problem. But anyway, pray for me. Uh, I really want to have a strong voice for preaching. and Everything else I do requires my mouth. So y'all pray for me. I'm excited, though, about uh, Exodus chapter 32. I mean, it's a terrible chapter in, in every kind of way. But, uh, but at the same time, y'all, there's so much there. It's so rich. And good for us. So let's jump right in. Exodus chapter 32 is where we are today, verses 1 to 35. Um, we've been going for chapters, I mean, so many chapters on the instructions for the tabernacle. And I've been saying that only God can give instructions for worshiping God, and He did. And you get this vision for this amazing building program, you know, of the tabernacle and all that would go into the worship of God. And at this point, it's still a vision. Uh, Moses hadn't even really come down the hill yet and told him, you know, how great it was going to be. Uh, and so, again, in the narrative, and that's what I want you to do, follow the narrative, the story. Uh, while Moses is on the mountain with God receiving instructions for proper worship, the actual building program that they take on is this building of the golden calf. It's, it is the most tragically ironic thing in the world. You know, that while Moses is getting these instructions, this is what they do. And it's really devastating. You know, we talked about last week the beautiful story of the 70 elders who ate that meal in the presence of God. Uh, back uh, when we were reading the first part of Exodus, you know, Miriam, the, the woman prophet who led the people in worship on the shores of the Red Sea, Aaron himself, I mean, there is this collapse, this universal collapse of faith, and it is just really, really hard to understand. It, it's really hard to explain. I think it was back in chapter 24, about, was it 24? The last words that we heard the people speak, you know, before we went into the long, you know, uh, discourse about the description of the temple, before all of that, the last words the people spoke, I think we're back in chapter 24, and what they said was, we will do everything. Remember, it was the ratification of the covenant, and they said, we will do everything that God says. We will obey him. That's the last thing they said, and then they did this, you know. This universal collapse of faith is really hard to explain or understand, except that <clears throat> this is how it happens. This is exactly what happens. So what happens? Um, well, I think we have short memories. As, as human beings, I think we have short memories. When the people saw how long it was taken, okay, I, I, at the most, what, 40 days? I know that's a month and 10 days, but, but still, you know, it's like, we don't even know what happened to this guy, Moses. You know, like all of a sudden, Moses is a stranger to them. You know, like they, they just can barely remember his name. Uh, and everything that God has done for them, you know, it's like they don't remember any of that anymore. You know, it's, it's just like, well, we got to do something now because it's been, you know, he ain't ever coming back. He disappeared up into that dark cloud and lightning. I guess lightning struck him or, you know, whatever. Um so they have these really short memories and they give up really easily. You know, uh, am, am I ringing your bell yet? I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Is this not us? I mean, 
um, oh my goodness, you know, I'm the biggest baby. Like I'm sick. I got a bad throat. And, you know, and there's a part of me that just can just like, you know, God, you, you never heal me. You never take care of me. You know, I'm a cancer survivor. Like God got me through cancer, you know, but I have a sore throat and I'm like, oh God, where are you? <laughs> you know, I'm not really that bad. Actually, I am. Uh, but you know what I'm saying? This is a short memory. God has just brought me so far and been so good to me. And then, man, I can have a bad hair day and get mad at him and uh, oh it's just it's but it's human nature we have these very short memories for God's greatness and goodness um and like I say we give up easily I know that the people uh you know God gives instruction for the tabernacle and what he gets is a golden calf um uh, you know that you know you and I like we couldn't even read all that like we skimmed it because it was too much for us to read can you imagine having to do all that I mean I'm just being serious you know if you think it was a whole lot of reading can you imagine you know having to make all of those curtain rings by hand I mean you know there were curtain rings you probably skipped that part but there were curtain rings I'm just saying um we give up easily and and especially if obeying God begins to look like a lot of hard work you know and so, you know, they, they come up with this, you know, amazing, you know, shortcut here to everything that God is telling Moses and their new plan is, hey, let's just make ourselves some gods. We'll make ourselves, let's just make some gods that brought us out of Egypt. Okay, that's dumb. We're going to make us the gods that brought us out of, I mean, that's what they say. We're going we're gonna to make some gods, uh, the ones who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this Moses dude. He's gone, you know, and so... Notice how Aaron, it's like he's been thinking the same thing because, you know, he just, oh, well, all right, let's uh, bring me some gold, you know. Take all the gold out of everybody's ears, your your mothers, your daughters, your wives, your sons. <laughs> sons have pierced ears. I think that's awesome. Bring me some gold. I mean, it's, I mean, Aaron has no resistance. I mean, you know, wow, you know, what a great pastor we got here. Uh, he's just going with them completely. And that's what I'm saying. There's just this incredibly universal collapse of faith and they got to know better of course they know better you know Aaron knows better because after he makes it and, and it goes into it Aaron saw how excited the people were to, to, to make a calf so he built an altar in front of the calf like Aaron's like man he's into this now you know now it's not just a calf it's a calf and an altar you know and now Aaron's saying, tomorrow's going to be a festival to the Lord. You know, isn't that funny how Aaron makes an idol and an altar, but then he puts God's name on it. You know, like God's going to bless this. I'm going to split the difference. I'm going to have an idol, but call it God. You know, I'm going to do my own thing, but I'm going to act like I'm following Jesus. And this is what we do, you know, our own thing. And then we just sort of expect, the, you know, the Lord to stamp it with his blessing. And, and we're going to go right on. And that's not how any of this works and so they celebrated with feasting and drinking and indulged in pagan revelry it's just kind of amazing to me how naturally this comes to them um i, I mean i suppose some of this is the way they lived in egypt i don't know but it's been but they, they take right to it you know i mean they take right they don't need any lessons in, in worship here uh, Moses and the Lord begin to talk from on top of the mountain because, you know, don't think for a minute there's something God doesn't know. And so the Lord says, well, your people whom you brought from the land of Egypt. I mean, this is God talking now. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes my sister, I love my sister. My sister's name is Tracy. And when she's, uh, when either one of us actually, if we get upset with dad, uh, our mom died in July. Uh, we did the same thing. When, we did it a whole lot with mom. Uh, we'll do it with dad now. Now, Tracy will call me when she's fed up with dad and she'll say, um, 
your father, you know, your father won't, you know, listen to me when I say, you know, call the doctor, whatever, your father, you know, we do that all the time. I'm like, hey, would you do something about your mother? <laughs> you know, and this is the Lord now saying, Moses, uh, your people, uh, the ones you brought out of Egypt, yeah, I'm done with them, you, you know. Um, again, it's not funny, but it is just kind of funny that you're, you're people, you know. Um, and, and God just says, can we just, and this is God talking. God says, Moses, I got a plan. Let's just, you know, let's destroy all of them. And let's just me and you go, and I'll start all over with a new, new group of people with you. Let's just start with you, you know. Moses, I love the way Moses, Moses is the best pastor. He goes between, like before God, you know, he is, you know, God, you can't do this. You know, what are the Egyptians going to say that you, you set your people free just to take them out into the wilderness and, and let them die? Throw them out here and kill them yourself. You can't do this, Lord. This doesn't sound like you, you know, and this is not what you promised. You got to think about Abraham. I mean, like Moses is you know, preaching the gospel to God, you know, it's just, it's amazing how he intercedes and, and begs for his people. And verse 14 says, so the Lord changed his mind, you know, not totally. God can't change his mind about sin, but God can choose to show mercy. And so God will be merciful. But now Moses, it's like, oh, you can't do this. They're your people. Now he's going to go down and, you know, and, and kick their butts himself. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, it's like, you know, when your brother would take up for you on the school bus, nobody else is going to beat you up, but then he gets you home and he beats you up. You know, so Moses wouldn't let God, you know, come after him. And now Moses is going after him and he goes after them. Um, one of the amazing things in the story is, is this, uh, this repeated description of the stone tablets with the words written by God's own hand. I, th I think the Hebrew was God's own finger. God writes these with his own finger. And it says that over and over and over so that it's especially devastating to me when Moses comes down the mountain and smashes them, just smashes these precious tablets that were written on. I mean, you, you know, like, you know how excited you'd be if you had Elvis's autograph, you know, or Lady Gaga's autograph. And, and Moses has two stone tablets with handwriting from God's own finger, and he smashes them against the ground, you know. I guess my lesson there is, is, is simply, and I think you probably experienced this, we rarely know how far we have strayed away from God until something precious gets broken. You know, maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's your reputation. Maybe it's your job. But we, we seldom know or able to understand how far we have strayed from God until something precious gets broken. A um, couple of things, and I'll wrap up the chapter. Uh, Moses grinds the golden calf into powder, mixes it with water like Kool-Aid, and makes them all drink it. What's that about? Well, it's gold. You can't destroy gold. You can't burn gold. Uh, you, you, you can't do anything. Gold is gold. It's precious. It's pure. And so this is the only way to dispose of it. The only way to make sure that this idol is no longer going to be a temptation. It's the only way to dispose of it. And so he grinds it to powder. They literally ingest it. And then it goes out into the sewer, you know, which is some statement about their God, make no mistake. But, but so they're going to ingest it. They will excrete it, you know, and uh, that golden calf ain't coming back, you know. So that's sort of the point. It's, it's, it's utterly gone. Aaron's line is, is hilariously terrible. You know, when Moses is like, Aaron, 
dude, what, what's up with this? How could you do this? And Aaron's like, man, I didn't do nothing, man. They brought me all those gold earrings. I pitched them in the fire and out came this calf. And that's literally what he says in verse 24. You know, man, I just put it in the fire and out came this calf. You know, like he had nothing to do with his own idolatry. Um, so if you read the story, you know, um, the Levites killed 3,000 people. 3,000 people die this day. If that sounds a little bloodthirsty and brutal to you, uh, read the story again. They make their own choice. They choose their own fate. Who is on the Lord's side, Moses says. Uh, it's a great question. Most of us are more concerned to try to get God on our side, but that's not really how God works. You can choose to be on his side or you can perish in your sin. But don't think for a moment that there's a middle place where you can just sort of hang. And don't think for a moment that you can make an idol and call it God. And don't think for a moment that you can just stand over here and wait for God to come over to your side. Who is on the Lord's side, Moses said. The crowd parts and then Moses sends the Levites out and says, okay, um, these people got to go. And, and so 3,000 people die that day, and the Levites are blessed for their obedience. I know it's hard. Uh, from there, Moses once more goes back to intercede for Israel. Uh, God agrees uh, to continue the journey with the people, sending his angel to lead them. Uh, and then a great plague comes upon them because of their idolatry. Uh, what a chapter, y'all. I mean, I just, isn't that something? Uh, chapter 33 for tomorrow is really good as well. So I'll, I'll see you then. Again, pray for my voice. Uh, I, I think I, I did okay for 10 minutes, so maybe it'll hang with me through Sunday. I, I love you guys so much. For tomorrow, Exodus chapter 33, verses 1 to 23. I love you. Have a great day. Stay in the Word. Stay warm. And I will see you in the morning, Lord willing, 10 o'clock for Tim with Tim. I, I, I'll see you guys.